This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You've heard us talk about them. They're in, and they're on the website. Absolutely. Our brand new America's Diesel podcast, branded bills, badass, flex fit, performance material, sweat res- sweat stain resistant. It it literally feels like it cools your head. Like, I don't know amazing. how that's possible. Somehow know. it is. Yeah, you can rock it. You know, I'm more of a flat bill kind of guy. You can do that. You can curve it. For all you taco holder guys, you can even throw that in there. Yeah. And then snap back with a little bit of the flex fit. Yeah. Big head approved, small head approved. And it's extremely comfortable. I almost guarantee, you know, I say almost guarantee. No, I guarantee this is the most comfortable hat you will ever wear. And the logo, rubber. Awesome. Yeah. Came out great. Super detailed rubber on there, so it's never going to fade on you. If you want to get one of these in your hands, they are $50 shipped to the lower 48 plus tax, if applicable in your state. Uh, just go on the dieselpopracks.com, search hat, look for the fantastic Jam and Eagle logo, and pick yourself up some before they're out of stock. Yeah. You're listening to America's Diesel Podcast. Do you ever see an owl with no fur on it? Uh, no, but I've seen the pictures of, like, most people don't realize how long owl's legs are. Dude, <laughs> I want to show you a picture. Are Ooh. we? St- are we? On yeah, right this now? is our intro. We're doing it. All right, dude. Dude, an owl, owl, no feathers. You're gonna have to send that to me so I can put it up too. Yeah. Dude, it is. Does freaky, it look like dude. like a, a chicken with a big head? Dude, no, it looks tiny like a body freaking alien, legs. dude. That's an owl with no feathers. That is terrifying. <laughs> All right. I know that'll freaking send that to. <laughs> Put it in the, in the in the chat or something. I don't, I, I, yeah. I don't know. You don't know how to do that. Oh, I don't. It. I don't have it on. I don't have Glip on here. That's fine. You can still text it to him. Oh, I guess I could do that. Yeah, we have the technology. Uh, do you, do you need there's help? an app for that. Yeah. Share. There's literally a button. Share. There you go. Yeah. Messages. Text. Yeah. Corey. And if you don't know how to do it, you can send it to Ben, and Ben can send it to me. I don't. Yeah. I never saved your number, and don't feel bad. I don't save anybody for <laughs> until like years after. Well, hey, we're, he's in a group chat with us. Type in Ben. No, but what's his phone number? I know. Send it to the group chat that has Ben. 
There's, there should be a 909 number in there. Yeah. You, you it, mean a 909. And Ash and Sands. Okay. Well, yeah. No, it's for the 909. Back. Well, you're not going to put his number on the podcast. No. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, right we're now. on. Yeah. <laughs> Just send it to me. Just send it to me. Let's get this over. Okay. Get this send podcast. it to Ben. Yeah. My Lord. Yeah. I'll get your number another day, Corey. <laughs> Once again, an illustration of how Tyler hates technology. Just, it, <laughs> never I could I guess I, I, well he doesn't have what <laughs> that's um, such a Tyler move <laughs> oh he saved mine though boom yeah <laughs> you want to know it's funny what? I didn't save yours <laughs> he just knows how to find it see yeah there's there's sharing there's message there's airdrop I still don't know how to airdrop and well I, you can't I'm, airdrop well, him anyway yeah he doesn't have an Apple phone I'm not so. a peasant yeah <laughs> PC Master Race. <laughs> it's true. But yeah, that's a that's an alien right there, dude. Yeah, it is an alien. One of my favorite uh, uh, sequence of pictures to look at is uh, uh, they show the skulls of animals, and you're supposed to guess what they are. And a lot of times they'll be like they'll uh, or they they will play the uh, they'll put the skulls out there, and they basically ask you like, is this an actual animal or is it made up? Oh, like. And then they also will do... I feel like I'd be weirdly good at that game. They also do... Uh, <laughs> they'll, they'll show the skull of something, and you... They'll, like, they'll show the skeleton, basically, like the body mm-hmm. or the skeleton, and then, like, if you only saw this, let's say you dug up these bones, what do you think this animal would look like? And they draw that, and they're like, actually, it's a frog. And you're like, oh, my God. I thought that was something totally <laughs> different. Like, when you see, like, a hamster well, or something I've like that. Well, I've a frog before, so I, I know, yeah, I know the inner structure on that. You'd be good. You'd be good. Yeah. This week's podcast episode is brought to you by Fuel Bomb Diesel Additive, an additive designed for diesel enthusiasts, made by diesel enthusiasts. Ben, take it away. Hell yeah, dude. So this is our in-house Fuel Bomb fuel additive for your diesel truck. Uh, Our biggest thing here is making sure that you can pretty much always have uh, diesel additive on you all the time. The you've got a lot of other additives out on the market that are they have you know anti gel in there all the time they have C10 in there all the time they end up being big and bulky bottles. Uh, our uh, standard everyday diesel fuel additive is one ounce per 32 gallons, and that's its main job is to make sure that your fuel system stays lubricated and prevents the formation of algae. And it should also help you in colder climates too. Should definitely help you in colder climates, it, along with cleaning your fuel system and maintaining it. It'll also help you bump that cetane number up for a more efficient burn of your diesel fuel. And if cetane is just what you're after, there's the Fuel Bomb Hellfire, which is our straight 8-plus cetane enhancer. Yeah, and you guys asked, and we brought them back. Uh, we did go away from the bottles that didn't have the measuring little parts in there. We brought them back for you, so now you can measure out your 1 ounce per 32 gallons for the F-Bomb or 4 ounces per 32 gallons for the Hellfire. Both these additives are available on our website, dieselpowerproducts.com. Now let's get back to that episode. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. This is Ben and Tyler. We're going to talk about anti-gelling today and how to de-gel, un-gel. It's the de-gelification. The G-anti-gelification of your fuel system. Yep. That's a word. We're making it a word. That's happening. This is uh, Ben and Tom from America's Diesel Podcast, coming from Spokane, Washington. Make sure and check us out on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can find us by searching America's Diesel Podcast. Also, check us out on Instagram and the Facebook group. Again, that's uh, America's Diesel Podcast on both of those. If it's the group, put America's Diesel Podcast dash the group. Yes, you do have to answer those questions because I'm trying to keep out those dang bots. And I only want people in that group that actually listen to the podcast. I don't mean like you have to be you know an S-tier listener or something like that, but you just need to like listen enough to where the you know the answers to those questions there are many right answers and a few wrong answers but the definite wrong answer is no answers 
So yeah, I formulate those questions in a certain way for that reason. Tyler reviews. Oh yeah, keep those reviews coming in. Leave a five star review on any of the platforms that Ben mentioned earlier. Screenshot that. Send it to podcast at dieselpowerproducts.com. Make sure to include a picture of your truck and an address so we can send a decal to. It looks just like our hat and our logo, and it is the logo on our hat. Yeah, you fucking Got it. nailed that. Yeah, well said. <laughs> really good. <Let's... laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> This is why you listen to us, folks. You come for the intros, you stay for the information and the tangents. <laughs> if you need parts for you just to pick up, make sure and check out dieselproducts.com. I'm kind of retarded. Yeah, I'm a little retarded, all right? <laughs> Joe, 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 listen. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's the greatest part, all right, Joe? Turn the frogs, guy. Yeah. Turn the frogs, guy. Just make them comfortable. Just make them comfortable. Well, once again, we've talked about it before, but the... Uh, love him or hate him just entertainment wise the Alex Jones interview with Joe Rogan the one that's like four hours long from like two years ago three years ago it is the best four hours of anything you'll ever listen to I'd pay for it (laughs) it's that good it took me like six different sittings to get all the way through it totally worth it just get ready to hear the most unhinged but for some reason like they're talking about really sad and bad things yeah. hilarious because both of them are just so over the top and, yeah. and Alex Jones well speaking of other podcasts real quick anybody by the East River listen to the latest podcast with Joe Rogan find us a freaking mammoth bone and send it to us so we can have it on our table yeah I'm tired of all these bobbleheads I want a yeah. mammoth bone a mammoth tusk make it worth my time yeah. matched pair matched yeah, pair, matched pair. <laughs> hey, if you need parts for you just to pick up make sure and check out dspotproxy.com if you see that quick ship logo it's verified in stock ready to rock if you have questions about any sort of part give our sales text call they are the best in the industry we've got you set up right uh, if you're a podcast listener and you're talking to one of our guys on the phone you're placing an order make sure and let them know that you're a listener and that we can tally up those orders at the end of the month and let the guys upstairs know that we're down here not just farting around but farting around and helping the company make some sales if you're placing an order online in the podcast notes section uh right podcast <clears throat> i can still find it on there it's not podcast notes section it's just the order oh, notes section. Right. damn f that one up yeah you did yeah in the order notes section just you're write pocket kind of <laughs> <laughs> that's a nasa <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah, right. Podcast on there. I can still find it. If you forgot to do all of that, shoot me a call, shoot me a DM, shoot me an email. I can find it and flag it for you, and you will be good to go. Yeah. So it's winter, obviously. Um, we had just recently a really cold, cold snap come through Spokane. Yeah, for about what two weeks? Something it, like it that. Was, it was a it felt longer. Than it that. was about a, a six day stretch of it being like really cold. Yeah, and then the surrounding week before and after was like pretty dang cold. And we're back yeah. to our pretty much normal winters now, which is like at nighttime, low twenties, daytime, low thirties. Usually. Uh, well, it's, it's, we're, we're like knocking on forties door right now. Are we today? Yeah, dude, we're getting up there. Snow's 34 melting. right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, when the cold snap came through and it was actually like just about, you know, a lot of the United States was actually really cold mm-hmm. and places that don't, always get cold and the forums and calls and everything was just lit up my truck's gelled up i don't know how to ungel this i don't know how to do that and this is i'm not saying that to like patronize or make fun of anybody but if you've never had to deal with gelling issues it's probably pretty probably kind of scary uh but yeah. also like what do i do yeah i don't have a garage i can pull it into or anything like that like what do i do to try and make this happen and so that's what we're going to talk about today yeah so first off what does it mean when you you say or you hear people talk about their fuel gelling you asking me sure <laughs> or i can say whatever no, you want, yeah. uh, so diesel fuel has um 
the ability to thicken um, under extreme temperatures and to basically inhibit it flowing through the fuel lines. Um, so you're not getting any fuel to your engine. Your truck won't start. Um, depending on the truck, you might have some cavitation issues, especially if it's like a VP44 truck. You definitely don't want that happening and, and create, getting any air introduced into the system. But essentially, a fuel thickens. It can't flow. Um, and then your truck won't start. Um, so, and that usually occurs around, I just Googled it, around 17 and a half degrees Fahrenheit. And that is untreated diesel. Untreated and here's the thing. Diesel. To most everybody, it's that, like, let's say daily drives their truck, <clears throat> probably not going to be a huge issue. Um, gas stations do a good job of, of switching to, like, their winter mix before temperatures start getting cold. And they, you are protected to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Now, there obviously are areas of the country that get really, really cold. And let's say you're driving from a, a little bit of a warmer climate up to a colder climate and still have fuel in your tank. Um, could you run into fueling issues? Sure. It could happen. Me personally, I mean, I, I drive my truck every day. I've never experienced it. Yeah. Um, you know, and it also, you know, if you if you're that kind of guy that's concerned about it, and maybe tra- you know, or maybe going from, you know, driving, you know, to and fro different climates, it may be a good idea to, to you know, get yourself a a, a good additive, uh, you know, like fuel bomb, yeah, um, <laughs> or honestly any yeah. other winter additive. Like yeah. if if you pull if you think you're going to be going somewhere and you're like oh crap I didn't grab anything and you're at like a fuel station, just like the I know heat. Yeah. Uh, and like power service. Or diesel 911. Yeah, diesel 911. Just honestly, look what the big truckers are using and buy that. Like you, you, you're, it's more so just like getting something in there. Yeah. Um, obviously, we prefer you buy our in house fuel additive, F bomb. Yes. But if you can't, just get something. Yeah. Um, there's also a couple of different ways to like, let's say you don't have additive and you know that it's going to be getting really cold. Um, a good thing you can do a plug your truck in b yeah. top off your tank think about it what if you were to put a dixie cup of water and then a gallon jug of water on your porch which one's going to freeze first yeah the little dixie the cup. dixie cup it's going to take empty. longer time for a bigger amount of fuel to start gelling up yeah um, also keeping your truck plugged in um it not only warms your coolant you know, and get your, your, you know, your heater going faster, but it also, it, it's going to heat everything else around that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to maintain a, a, a good temperature for your engine. And then if you're like, well, well, Tyler, you were just heating the engine. You still got your fuel in your tank and that sort of thing. Right. Well, there, at that point, there's going to be probably enough fuel that's going to be circulated warm fuel. That's going to get returned back to the tank for it to start you know, it, it may run rough a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's going to be something that's going to kind of take care of itself as long as you've got enough fuel. And, and, and just like Ben said, if you're low, don't park it somewhere, you know, that's going to be extremely cold overnight. This, and you're going to end up like, don't be the guy that's like, I'm just going to fill up in the morning. No, yeah. just fill up now. And then, you know, keep the, keep the tank full. Cause just like Ben said, it's going to take longer for it to um, coagulate. I guess in that uh, in that situation, mm-hmm. and then maintaining proper temperature at your um, in your engine bay is going to just make things a lot easier. Yeah. Um, so let's say that you didn't do anything, yeah, and you have determined that your truck is gelled up. Yeah. Um, part of this go and what are you going to do? So part of this goes also to preventative maintenance. If you have fuel filters that are already fairly clogged and dirty. 
um, having some gelled fuel is definitely not going to help. Yep. And in fact, you may find that fuel that was maybe close to gelling but would have been fine, now going through a dirty fuel filter causes issues. Yep. So maintenance is obviously key. Um, I would recommend changing your fuel filter <clears throat> before winter so you don't have that happen. But step one, uh, change those filters, whether you have stock filters, a fast, an air dog, whatever on there. But change those filters. And me personally... Um, so you and I, you and I kind of talked about this, like, what would we do if we had a gelling situation? Yeah. And I'm going to throw this out there, guys. Neither Tyler or I have ever actually had our trucks gel up. Yeah. I've had my, my 96 power stroke not start in the cold. Uh, but that was because my glow plugs weren't working. I yeah. was still getting, and this actually is a good, good tip. If you are trying to start your truck in the cold, no matter what it is, and you are getting really, really thick, white, um, sulfury, like that, like burns your nostrils, yeah. smoke coming out of tailpipe. That means you're just your your cylinders are not getting hot enough to actually ignite uh, with compression the fuel. So you're just you're spitting raw fuel at the tailpipe. Yeah, your fuel's not gelled. Obviously, right. You're getting <laughs> fuel there. You're good to go. But if you're if you're just not starting and you're not getting that smoke, then obviously you may have a fuel delivery issue. Um, so um, let's say I'm gelled up and I've got a seven three. What's the first thing? And I got stock fuel system. First thing I'm gonna do. I'm going to crack open that fuel filter in the end. Well, first thing, I'm going to plug it in. Yeah. Or yeah. or even before that, if you have the ability to get it into a warmer area yeah. via pushing it or mm-hmm. whatever, get it into a warmer area. Yeah. <laughs> um, plug it in. Continue. Yeah. Sorry, I just plug took, it in. I just like, took one of your the thing is you. you need to start getting start getting some some warmer temperature to your fuel system that's outside right now. Yeah. And it doesn't take a lot. Like, yeah. you don't necessarily need a lot of fire underneath your truck. I was going to say, start a small fire. A small, small fire. Okay. <laughs> or if, you, know, you have, you know, a heater or anything like that, you know, throw it near your truck or something like that. Just try and, you know, try and yeah. raise the temperature. But first thing I would do personally, because now since you've listened to this podcast, you've got this far in it, you know that once I start the engine and it gets running, I'm starting to return warmer fuel to the tank. So part of what's going to help alleviate this issue is if I start the engine and get it running. Yes. First thing I'm going to do is I am going to take the filter out of my uh, stock fuel bowl. Well, first drain it if you can. Yep. Uh, get the filter <clears throat> out of there. Hopefully I have a new filter, but if I don't, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to pour basically a bottle of F-bomb or whatever fuel additive I have into that fuel bowl. Um, you might be thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, you're going to run it on just that? Um, it'll be yeah, fine. it'll be fine. It'll run. In fact, it may clean the shit. Well, out you of your can injectors. throw a little bit in there, and then throw the rest of it in your tank to start. Yeah. you know, taking care of what's going on but there. Personally, I I would if I had like a bottle of sea foam, f bomb, something like that. I would, and I speak to truth. That's what I did in my '96. Every time I changed the fuel filter, yeah. I wouldn't because I had a mechanical fuel pump. I wouldn't turn the engine over to prime it. I would just dump a bottle of of sea foam in there, and then put the filter in and start it. So yeah. I had fuel basically from the get go. Um, but I would do that. Um, that way you start cycling, you know, hopefully getting some warmer fuel back to the tank, get the engine running, get the cylinder temperatures up. Um, and the thing is, if it is super extremely cold, you may have to do that once or twice. The thing is you're trying to get the system all primed again and trying to get it all nice and warm and liquid and moving. Um, and I think honestly, that method would, you know, for any stock fuel system that has a fuel bowl on there, you could take that and and try and run that and do that. Mm -hmm. Now, Let's say you have an aftermarket lift pump and you don't have that fuel bowl on your engine bay anymore. Um, you and I talked about that too. Cause like, Oh no, like, you know, maybe the pump actually has like the gears in the pump are now frozen and I can't yeah. move them at all. And somewhat similar too. if you haven't changed your fuel filters in a long time, crack those things open, get new filters on there. 
The other two things I would do is I would, you know, let's say you've got an air dog or a fast has a fuel filter and water separator on there. Get those old filters off, get new filters, fill them up with, you know, nice, you know, potentially warm diesel or a bottle of, of whatever anti-gel or a mixture of both. Just get those things as nice and warm. Don't catch yourself on fire. Yeah. Okay. Don't cut yourself on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Nice and warm as possible and have your friend down there with a heat gun or a hair dryer or something like that on the pump. Yeah. Try and warm that pump up. Because again, you just, you got to get that thing. You just got to, you got to get it loosened up just ever so slightly. Introduce heat the safest way possible. Yeah. (laughs) And so get those filters on there, get everything primed the way they're supposed to be. If anything, and this may go against every sort of warranty out there, but as you're heating that thing up and you're cranking it, trying to get this truck started, a little bit of tapping on the pump. You're just it's you're just trying to just knock things loose enough to where they yeah. start getting that anti-gel fluid through everything, start to loosen everything up, get the truck running. Yeah. And again, you may need to do that once or twice. But as you start returning that nice warmer fuel, yeah, it's gonna start it, it's a slow process, but to get everything going. And again, that is everything will be easier to do this getting it into a not outside area. And so, maybe, you know, if you've got some shop heaters, you got mm-hmm. some space heaters. I mean, I could see someone throwing maybe, you know, a space heater or something underneath totally. it. Um, you know, some of those uh, like uh, like propane-powered, you know, yeah. tube-style heaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, torpedo you know, heaters. Uh, or, yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't be an idiot, yeah. <laughs> okay? <laughs> don't start melting shit. But, like, right. get it to the point where you're just getting hot air underneath the truck and getting it circulating underneath the truck to, to get things warmed up. Yeah. If it's that bad, you... And, and again, I, you know, I honestly, I wish I've experienced that just so I, I, I'd have some, more I do kind of want to work through it f- firsthand experience on, you know, on, uh, on actually, um, dealing with that situation. But again, I, I think this happens not a lot to people that drive their truck every day and are filling up regularly. Yeah. Um, I think it happens to the, the circumstance where it's like, okay, I had my, my diesel has been sitting for a while and now I need to use it. And maybe there's some untreated fuel mm-hmm. or again, guys in like really, really cold climates, like, you know, Northern Minnesota, Canada, Alaska, stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there's only so much, I, you know, I, I would assume like what is even like at Google, Google, what, um, like winter blend diesel, um, like temperature range. And to see what, cause I want to say it's like, it's like minus like 30 or 50. Um, let's see here number two diesel is approximately so the cloud point is 14 degrees a good rule of thumb is a switch to winter blend 15 degrees above the cloud point uh when overnight temperatures begin to dip down near 30 degrees it's time to blend in number one um let's see here let's see what temperature can diesel fuel be used in winter temperatures in winter easily drop to negative 40 celsius uh when such freezing temperatures hit failing to prep your diesel engine blah 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 um, let's see here. I think they say like at the pumps too, like what yeah. it's good too, but, um, and also being smart, uh, we talk about it a lot, but common sense. If you notice that the temperature at its lowest point for like one hour is going to be 20 degrees. You're, yeah. You're, you're going to be fine. It, it <laughs> yeah. may, and again, you're dealing with cold oil as well. Yeah. You know, your truck just, it's a cold start, you know, it, it's, it is what it is. It do, is, what do, it everything is. You, do everything you can to, you know, mitigate that. A block heater is the best way to do it. it is, I really. mean, it, 
most new trucks, especially if they're sold in areas that get cold, like I think every single truck that goes through either like Dishman or Lithia or even Dave Smith, mm-hmm. they they order them with the 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 I winter. I don't know if I've cold ever weather. seen a diesel without a block heater. I have. Oh, I, I put have. I installed one in. Uh, God, what was his name? He was the. Uh, he coached with you for I think for baseball back in the day. Uh-huh. He had that six four, that black six four. Oh yeah. Um, I can't I remember his name. He's a cop. Yeah, yeah. I had inst- I installed a block heater on that six four. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, who? But it could have came from California. Who, who knows? Yeah. But I think most trucks sold in colder areas are going to come prepped for that. Use it. Find it. I, yeah. It took me a year. <laughs> I didn't really look that hard because our last winter was like nothing. It really like, was yeah. compared to this winter. Um, but I I finally went out there and actually looked for it and I found my block here and I've used it and it's it's great and I can tuck it right back up in its same location yep. doesn't hang down. Uh, another winter prep, not winter prep, but uh, just a, a basic maintenance thing. Don't have your plug just sitting there getting snowed on mm-hmm. and getting correct like. Tuck that thing away. Protect it. Because you, corrosion is is a freaking bitch. And it'll generate I a mean, lot of heat, and that's where you start fires. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it's, it's um, I've seen guys like with their, I've seen guys driving with, which the funniest thing, I haven't seen it this year at all, but I used to see it a lot. Guys driving with an extension cord following them. Have you ever seen yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I want to say yeah. like three years ago, I saw like two people in one day just dragging their extension cords because they forgot to unplug their truck. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so funny. But use the caps that come on the plugs. If you don't have a cap, go buy one mm-hmm. and or get it out of the uh, get it out of the elements so it doesn't get corroded. Because you can, like I said, you can corrode those contact points of that plug and uh, then it's not gonna it's not gonna work as good. Yeah. And don't be afraid to clean them too. I probably clean <laughs> mine twice a winter. Yeah. Um, the contact points on there. Also, here pro tip for not yanking the cord. Okay. Again, kind of working through the process. Like, okay, let's say you you have an extension cord plugged into the wall, and then you have your block heater, and then you start pulling away and you yank on it. Yeah. You have the potential to, you know, really mess up a block heater or really mess up an extension cord or something like that. Yeah. So here's a little piece of advice. And this is what I do. I have the the block heater cord just wrapped around in a knot, you know, a solid piece of my front bumper. Yeah. Okay? Not apply, I think it's actually the inside of the tow hook on like the inside of where the fog lights would have been. Yeah. And then my extension cord of my house, I have like, I don't know, once I get inside the garage about a couple of feet, I have it wrapped around with a basic crossover knot of, of like a stud or a piece of wood. Like basic around the Girl wheel. Scout knot. Yeah, basic Girl Scout stuff. Or like, <laughs> I think it's, um, I have a, a there's like a, a pole or something. I don't even just just something to yes. wrap it around so that if it pulls, it's not pulling on the outlet and it's not pulling on where the block here attaches to the engine. Yeah. It's gonna it's just it's pulling on two knots, and the point of least resistance is is the plug. So just unplug itself. Yeah. It's still not good. You may break the plug and you may break that end of the extension cord, but you're not ripping an outlet out of your house yeah. and you're not ripping the block, you know, the block heater out of the block or something like that. And, right. And it's not just like, I don't think you're going to rip the block heater element out of the block itself, but it's more so the damage from well, the cord whip it, ripping around. You and, could though. You, you could. You very yeah. well could because there's some of those block heaters are, um, especially like some aftermarket ones on especially older rigs. Mm-hmm. Um, they're oh, like they're a, one a piece. freeze plug and yeah. they're, well, and they're, they're, no, they're still, I think most of them are two piece, but mm-hmm. they're, they're they're just like a, a basically you pop out a freeze plug and you put it in there right uh-huh. so you pull that thing out guess where all your coolant goes on yeah. the freaking ground 
Like, you know, you got a hole in your block, yeah. basically, where coolant's going everywhere. So just good good thought there. I do know we have some listeners that are, you know, out in Minnesota and Wisconsin, out in, you know, Illinois, and the real cold, cold stuff. Um, so do please chime in either on, uh, on the YouTube or preferably in the in the Facebook group about uh, what you would do and what maybe you have done yeah. to ungel. I think some truck. of the safest ways, if like I said, okay, let's say it's in your driveway, you can't get it in your garage or whatever. Um, of course, plugging it in is going to be number one, mm-hmm. and just letting it sit if you have the ability to. Number two, if you're able to get some sort of heat underneath the truck, um, and I I say that kind of, um. Uh, I'm a little like hesitant, yeah. right? Because it's like we've we all seen videos. That. Like I've seen we've videos of seen, actual like, fires. People be like, be again, being smart with it. Uh-huh. You just need to generate some sort of heat underneath the truck. That's what needs to happen. Yeah, you're just okay? trying to knock it loose. Ex- exactly. It's just you're trying to bring it up to maybe 10 degrees, if that, yeah. um, just to get things flowing. Um, but those are probably the two things that I would probably do: plugging it in. Mm-hmm. And and getting some sort of heat underneath the truck. If you're concerned, like the whole tank is gelled, then you need some sort of heat under there. And there's other there's other ways too. I mean, there's you could do because they make like heating pads. Mm-hmm. Um, the that, big magnetic ones too. Like yeah, oil pan stuff like that. Yeah, or the sticky ones that yep. go on. Um, I mean, you can you can, if you're if you're in that kind of area and you're concerned about it, buy a couple of those. Oh, dude, you want to piss your wife or girlfriend off? We know every single lady out there when it's that. You know, they yeah. have the heating pad. Yeah. Go grab oh, that yeah. that yellow heating pad that we've all, you know, are, <laughs> you know they haven't changed the design of that in you know the last 25 yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. Grab one of those, get your extension cord <laughs> or your generator. <laughs> and while you have your yeah. truck plugged in, take that and wrap around your fuel pump or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on your tank. Um, also, if you have aftermarket pump, okay, whether it be a fast, whether it be an air dog, whether it be a BD, there's heating options for you. That, yes. Um, BD makes a really cool one that works with Fast. It works with AirDog. It works with theirs. It's a basically a spacer that goes in between the filter and the pump body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you screw your filter onto it. It'll heat it there. Fast, obviously, they've, um, you know, you have the ability to run, well, they have coolant through them and um, their heater, their, their heating element. You can actually um, run two of them. And you can run two of them. Yeah. Um, so there's... You know, if if you have aftermarket pumps, there's, there's a lot of great options for you out there that we sell on our website. We sell them year round. Mm-hmm. Um, so they like, seem if you to ran, sell really good at certain times of the year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if 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 you don't have one now and you maybe ran into an issue, look at buying one for next year. Mm-hmm. It'll just uh, save you that headache um, of having to deal with it because you'll just have a heating element right there at the pump. And again, once you heat up that fuel in that pump, and if that fuel can make its way to the engine, you're good. Yeah. Especially like a fast or an air dog or a BD pump, like those things return some fuel. Yeah. So it's going to, it's going to heat things up quick and it's going to, it's going to happen quick for you. You just got to just plan for that the next time. But again, if you're daily driving the truck, I'll say, I'll say it again. And I've said it like probably three times already in this podcast. You're probably not going to run into a problem if you're yeah. just driving it all the time. It's those kind of those, I want to say like those kind of outskirt kind of mm-hmm. scenarios where guys actually run into gelling issues or, you know, the guys way up north. Yeah. I mean, there's even, uh, I can't remember who was telling me about it, but there's like some some parts up in, in Canada um, that are like so far up north there and it gets so absolutely cold and they're so out in the middle of nowhere that they do not shut their vehicles off. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like they just, they well, idle especially, I know, night. like big rig stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, they just don't even turn them off. Yeah. They just let, and they all have the engine blankets. They all have warmers on there. Um, and it's just, when well, you got like a wind chill of like negative 60. Yeah. <laughs> like, like legit, it just, it's like if you shut it off, you're going to get started again. Yeah. Yeah. And it's no, not, it's, it doesn't matter how good it is. You're just, it's, it's just not going to make it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's pretty, I've always wanted to, there's a bit of a tangent here, but like, I, I like extreme weather. I like really hot, I like really cold. I uh, like dealing with it. Like exactly. Being like, like, okay, like making shit happen. You know, like, I like yeah. that. I've always wanted to go somewhere. This sounds so dumb. And I'm sure people that live there are like, you would want to. You couldn't handle it for a minute, <laughs> pussy. Yeah. Like, it's like people that are, you know, say, I, I would love to live by the beach until there's a fucking monsoon or something like that. Right. Or I love Florida. Yeah. Um, or Tornado Alley. You know, tornadoes are interesting. Yeah. Until yeah. it rips your fucking roof off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <It> takes <laughs> but I've always wanted me. to go somewhere where it is actually that extreme cold. Like that absolutely, like you need to watch how long your skin is exposed cold. Yeah, yeah. Like just to to witness it. Yeah. Um. Because I I I am a cold weather person. Like I prefer cold over hot. If it's gonna be hot, it's maybe I, I like it fucking hot. I want like three digits minimum. Like crazy. <laughs> I just again, it's it's kind of like battling the elements. You know, it, it's you know, yeah. But heat is just annoying. Heat is just annoying. I I don't like humidity. I like a nice. You know, like nice quote yeah. nice but a nice, know, a nice 105 yeah like, of course here. you know you Corey here who's been you know <laughs> how many tours and where i mean after a while though like hot is just hot like yeah. whether it's 110 it's or 130 like hot is just fucking hot it's so hot yeah. you can't even freaking sleep because you're just sweating yeah. like you can't like i like literally have no more clothes to take off i've got no blankets on and it's still hot as shit like i hate that that's why I got a. That's why I got a freaking camper for like summer summertime shit. Because guess what, I have a thermostat. Yeah, <laughs> and nice. I got a generator, and I turn the AC nice. on, <laughs> and it's a, yeah. it's glorious. <laughs> like I don't want to camp in that. Like I still want the no. normal amenities, but like just trying to do normal stuff, like like out outside, out and about, like, yeah, you know, working in, or doing that and kind of shit's hard. And I burn, man. I I get some sunburn. I, I don't tan. We are fair skinned. Yeah, we are fair. Yeah, but uh. You mentioned something about having like a fastener or a dog and returning fuel. As far as like that is the best scenario because yeah. it's it's usually right next to your tank. Yeah. And it has a nice half inch hose usually going right back to the tank. As long as you get that pump jiving and moving and get yeah. some warm fuel in there. And let's say you dump a bottle of, you know, anti-gel into the tank while you're figuring all this out. Yeah. You should be able to get that going pretty quick. Yeah. And it's not like it's like solid, like frozen solid right. stuff. It's just, it's too thick to. Yeah. So, I mean. Like imagine having like a slushy and then you pour warm water over it. Like it's gonna be wa- it's gonna be thin like pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> Other thing to think about there too is uh um what viscosity of oil you're using. Yeah. Um especially for seven three six oh guys. Uh until your oil temperature gets up, you've heard me talk about before too. Your Huey injection, your truck will run like shit. Yeah. Until your oil gets up to proper temperature, and that's why we run shavers. That's exactly why we run shavers, and that's why we run fifth or five forty. Because I know what everybody... do you say the cold, the cold weather? What do you the uh, flow of? I don't know. He had some sort of term. Yeah, we need to get him back on yeah, here because I know that first podcast. But yeah, that was one of your guys's message. Uh, I had actually had several people say you need to finally get you know your shavers guy back on and start time. Yeah, we yeah. do. Um, but the. And there was actually in the uh, in one of the seven three forums I'm part of the the discussion was great and I never even thought to mention this before or think about it but everybody's like you know 
I only run fifteen forty. I run fifteen forty. It's with the fact why you know if it's supposed to be cold, why you know why are people now recommending five forty? And you know why wouldn't they run fifteen forty? And some guy was like, because that oil didn't exist when that manual was written. Yeah, yeah. There, was, there wasn't five forty diesel oil. Yeah, at least mainstream. And it's like you're absolutely fucking right. Yeah. <laughs> why wouldn't I run five forty? Yeah. So for those of you that are like on the fence, especially with a seven three or six over running five forty, I can tell you right now, I, I every time I get a uh, a seven three, uh, it gets Schaefer's and it gets five forty in it. Yeah. Um, and they start great in the cold. Uh, so I put in my truck since the very beginning. I changed yeah. my oil within like two thousand miles, and I put five forty Schaefer's in. Yeah. It's only only oil it's ran. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's like that first startup is the most crucial that's when the damage is potentially going to happen yes and the best way to prevent that damage is the oil getting there that's the number one thing the oil has to get there flowability yeah i just made that up what's a real word is it pretty sure i'm pretty sure it's not we'll count it um (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm pretty sure it's just like the flow It's not flowability. the ability of it to flow i'll google that right now fluidity fluidity uh, ability. Enter. Flowability, that's a word. Holy. Marion Webster. The capacity to move Sweet. by flow that characterizes fluids and loose particulate solids. Call me Webster from now on. Nailed it. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to about wrap this one up. Um, if you, again, I do really want to hear about any, I want to hear about your worst gelling stories on the Facebook page. Yeah, I want to. I'll start. I want to hear one because I've never experienced yeah. it. <laughs> I want to hear what you did, how you worked through it, because I know there was a gentleman that posted um, having a hard start issue with his truck, um, and there are a lot of people in the group trying to help him out with stuff. Yeah, I think it may have been something else related because he did get it into his shop, and his it sat overnight, and his shop was in the like. 30s or 40s he had so, zero flowability yeah flowability was gone um <laughs> but yeah and then if you uh, if you have experienced gelling let us know how we did on never experiencing gelling explaining how to fix gelling <laughs> yeah and for those of you wondering when when we get the when we talk about we do get cold snaps here um we're not just talking about like oh it's in the teens like we, we had some negative we get in the negative fahrenheit's like it's not super long but there there was probably about a three day three night stretch where we were seeing uh, we saw negative eleven, negative sixteen, or something like that. Yeah, at night, that's cold. That's like without even any wind chill. Yeah, that's uh for those of you that never experienced that, and I know there's a lot of people out here that experience worse than that or colder than that. Yeah, for those of you that haven't, for any of our like Southern California friends or Texas friends or something like yeah. that, that's the type of cold where if you walk outside and you're not wearing a jacket, you won't actually feel cold at first. Yeah, you'll be like, oh, this is not bad. You'll be like, oh, it's not that cold, and then. Because it's dry up here. Yeah. And then once it sinks in, you're like, oh, shit, my bones are cold. Yeah, like I'm getting like, I'm like I stage one hypothermia right I now. I can't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> and the other side of that is if you do go outside and you're wearing a jacket, let's say you got your nice Carhartt jacket or your nice Dickies, yeah. you know, Still not good duck enough. tweed jacket, and you're out there doing stuff and you walk back inside, you will still... <clears throat> You will still be able to feel the cold radiating from your jacket <laughs> yeah. as you take it off and hang it up. Yeah. Like it will be cold. To, like, I'm not saying like, oh, you touch your jacket. Like, oh, my hands are cold. Do you touch my hands? Like you will be able to feel how cold the jacket is without even touching it after you still hang it up. Yeah. Um, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but when you think about it, like when was the last time you took a jacket off and you could feel the temperature radiating from it? Yeah. Especially cold. Yeah. So 
Um, flowability. Flowability. I like the cold. But I'm, <laughs> I'm a Thanksgiving baby, so I, I, I truly think that it, 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 a lot of what kind of weather you like depends on when you were born. My baby Maybe. girl loves the cold. She's Thanksgiving baby. I'm right before summer and I freaking can't stand it. You're a springtime kid. I know. Yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap this one up. Uh, we really appreciate everybody tuning in. And like I mentioned before, I want to hear about your gelling issues in the Facebook group. Join it or die. I love you. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com.